Tondeka and Panza from Van Duffy Attorneys is going to discuss uh, another defamation case today with us. Um, this time it's uh, the um, action brought against the UDM leader, um, Mr. Bantu Ulumisa. A um, couple of um, months ago, we, for example, also dealt with the defamation case that was uh, brought against um, Elon Musk. Um, but yeah, this time around, another set of facts is in front of the court, and the court had to decide whether the plaintiff can uh, succeed with the claim or should succeed with a claim for defamation. So yeah, Tandeka, what are the facts? What uh, happened in this case? Well, good afternoon, Mr. Falcon. Good afternoon to the listeners at home. So in this matter, the MEC for Department of Safety and Liaison in the Eastern Cape, Ms. Weziweko Tiwe, um, is suing UDM leader and member of parliament, Mr. Bandu Holomisa, for defamation of character. Now, she wanted for the, the court to order for him to retract an allegedly defamatory Twitter post, publish an apology on his Twitter account, and pay damages to her in the amount of 250000 now, the MEC launched the application after Holomisa published a Twitter post which read as follows our quoted verbatim. Hashtag comrades and corruption are at it again. Sarkisi's where civil society structures forum gravely concerned about the Eastern Cape Provincial Executive's decision to quarantine 18 suspected COVID-19 patients in Mayoka Lodge, Gala. This lodge is owned by MEC Weziwe Kultiwe Magatgot. So this tweet basically in a nutshell suggests irregular appointment of a service provider who has close links with the applicant. Mr. Yeah. Holomisa was speaking out against the, the, the Mayoka Lodge, which, by the way, is, is owned by the MEC's daughters, being used as a COVID-19 quarantine facility in the Eastern Cape without the proper tender, without the tender being adv advertised or made public. So the normal competitive tendering and procurement procedures were not followed. So in her founding affidavit, the MEC complained that through the tweet, Mr. Olomisa claimed or insinuated that she was involved in corruption, that she owned the Mayoka Lodge, that the lodge would be used to quarantine 18 suspected COVID-19 patients, and that because of her ownership of the lodge, she should be fired, all of which she alleges to be untrue and defamatory. All right. And and the court, did the court uh, agree with uh, which one of them who won the case? Well, before I get into that, I'll just speak, I'll just touch on to some of the factors that the court considered in making their decision. Um, yes. They considered the, the defenses that were raised by Mr. Holomisa in his answering affidavit. Um, Mr. Holomisa denied that the tweet was defamatory on the basis that the tweet was substantially true, it was reasonable, it was in the public interest, and constituted fair comment. Now, these are fundamentally the, the, the defenses that are, are often heard in defamation suits. And yeah. another another factor um, the court considered, you'll remember that the applicant claimed that she did not own the lodge. However, she failed to advise that she has a substantial interest in the lodge by virtue of her daughter being an owner of the lodge. And furthermore, this lodge was established in 2014 when the applicant's daughter was only 20 years old, unemployed, and had no discernible source of income, meaning the applicant's daughter was not in a position for her to purchase the company. This is something the applicant did not reply to, and the court remarked that in the absence of an explanation from the MEC or the daughter in this regard, the probabilities are that the MEC provided the capital layout to start the business and is in all probability the owner thereof, meaning that she has a, an interest in the in the lodge. Um, yes. uh, another factor as well, 
Uh, Mr. Mioka Lodge is located on the property that is the private residence of the applicant. Another factor, the court in its ruling remarked, it is, it is telling that she did not indicate in her founding affidavit to whom the lodge belonged to. Um, but these are all the factors that the court took in consideration. But yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Holomisa won. The, the definition case was not granted. It was dismissed with costs. Okay. Just to repeat those defenses, please. I mean, as you mentioned, those are very well-known uh, defenses uh, that mm -hmm. uh, a, a defendant can raise if he's uh, sued for defamation. No? Um, Indeed. Again? Uh, the first one is substantially true. Uh, yeah. It has to have a, so, um, a very of um, a level of truthness to it. Um, it and needs to that's be what re the court reasonable. Basically, said in this case, you know, based on your, uh, you know, that analysis that you now explained, uh, mm -hmm. uh, actually came to the conclusion that it appears to be factually uh, accurate. Now, what what uh, Mr. Holomisa was saying. Exactly. Um, yeah. That and reasonableness. It has to be um, in the public interest, and which is also another important factor. Um, obviously, tendering and procurement services that are that are not being um, 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 varied um, serviced the correct way would be in the public interest for us to know, and yeah. also you know, something that constitutes fair comment. So, yeah. Yeah, exposing corruption surely is in the interest of the public, no? Exactly. So there be any uh, problem there? Uh, so, and the last one you mentioned there is. Uh, um, it needs to. Yes, it needs to constitute fair comment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the court was actually also happy, happy that the tweet indeed constituted a fair comment. Indeed, indeed. Okay. Just uh, um, re repeat the wording that he used in the tweet, uh, please. Okay, the exact wording was, hashtag comrades in corruption are at it again. Sakisizwe Civil Society Structures Forum gravely concerned about the Eastern Cape's provincial executive's decision to quarantine 18 suspected COVID-19 patients in the Mioka Lodge. Hashtag Gala. This lodge is owned by MEC Weziwe Tikani Kotiwe. Okay, yeah, interesting. Mm. Very, very <laughs> so, interesting. Yeah, he obviously made it very clear what he, what he thinks of the whole thing. Um, mm. Okay, so so what what are the lessons? What we what can we tell the listeners? Obviously, you must be careful um, with what you uh, tweet out there because I mean a lot of people can uh, read those tweets, especially if you are a well-known political figure like uh, Mr. Olomisa obviously is in South Africa. But uh, yeah, in this case, he, he basically um, uh, you know stood the test of those uh, those requirements that you just uh, um, mentioned. So Indeed. as long as you make sure that what you uh, communicate is factually true and that it's reasonable comment and that's in the public interest, uh, mm. which will, I guess, will always be the case if you, for example, expose corruption, um, mm. then you should be okay. Or what advice would you give the listeners? Well, firstly, um, I would like to advise the listeners that regarding uh, defamation of character cases, it is, I don't want to say it's difficult to prove such a case, but you need to remember that um, by definition, defamation is a wrongful and intentional publication of def defamatory words or conduct that refers to another person, which, which means that there are elements of wrongfulness, intent, and publication of a defamatory statement. But I think from what we can learn from this case is that that alone is not sufficient. Um, whereas, whereas there are valid defenses such as the truthfulness of the matter, the reasonableness, the public interest. So I think before um, 
um, our listeners haste to go um, have a case open for defamation of character, you need to consult a lawyer and um, really thoroughly analyze whether you do have merits to bring about such a case. Yeah, I think I would uh, agree with that advice. I mean, I'm not a litigation attorney, but I've had a couple of consultations with clients who are really, really upset about something that someone else um, said about them or wrote about them or, um, you know, published about them. And uh, yeah, I always explain to them that our law in that respect is, is, is fairly conservative, mm. uh, also in terms of the damages that would be awarded. So even if you might succeed in, in, in proving that there was, you know, a, wrong, a wrongful act and that there was defamation, the next question always is whether, um, you know, any um, substantial damages can be awarded. I mean, mm -hmm. only very well-known public figure will probably be successful in showing that, you know, substantial compensation will have to be paid to, uh, you know, compensate you for uh, the defamation, for the damage that you have suffered as a result of the defamatory comments that were made. Mm -hmm. and, and, I mean, not too many people fall into that category. The Latin mm -hmm. term is the uh, minimis non corat lex, as you would uh, know, uh, uh, Tandeka, the, the law does not govern trifles, no, is what I think Indeed. the English translation is, or the law ignores insignificant uh, you know, details. So I think that um, truth also certainly applies to defamation cases. So you should think twice and certainly consult your lawyer before uh, you sue someone for, uh, for defamation. All right. Thank you, uh, Tandeka. Appreciate it. All right. 100%. So thank you.